The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Our teens need more support and encouragement than ever before. We need to show them that there are so many accomplishments in their lives that are just waiting to be discovered. This is the Dr. Stem Show with Dr. Stem Malatini. We want teens today to feel valued in their schools, homes, and in the community. The Dr. Stem Show will give the voiceless a voice and the hopeless hope. Now, here is Dr. Stem. Good afternoon, good afternoon, welcome to a very special segment which I think is very important not only for our teenagers but also important for the parents as well as all of you in the community that have encountered teenagers. I have a special guest with me today in the house, Michael B. Ross. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, Dr. Stam. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you. Michael is the president of Mainstream Life Solutions. The reason why I have Michael on today is because we are talking about one of the things that he's very passionate about, that is character development. He also has a special program that he's working on uh, right now, which focuses on success. So we are going to be covering all those things today. But before we do, I am going to tell you a little bit about Michael. Michael B. Ross is the president of Mainstream Life Solutions, as I said. He's a visioneer from Ohio who has a heart to see others live their dreams and reach their maximum potential. He's driven by a strong conviction that each individual was created to be extraordinary, to do extraordinary things. I like that. After stepping out of a steady job in corporate America, Michael pursued his calling, which is teaching and training others to develop into fulfilled and influential individuals. I think at that point, that's where we met at a program where we were being trained at John Maxwell, right, Michael? Yeah, yeah it was. And and part of that, what we were being trained for, is what we are doing uh, today in both our professions, that is developing people into fulfilled and influential individuals. But to go on... Sorry, to go on with your background in a little bit, Michael, um, you're a successful business owner and entrepreneur. You have a master's degree in organizational leadership, which is a degree that I also possess. But I want to thank you and also mention that you are a United States Navy veteran who served in Afghanistan, Iraq, South Korea, Japan, and several other places around the globe. So thank you for that service. You're welcome. 
I think what I want to do is to ask you first, because we are talking about character development. I was asking teenagers today to listen in because I think it's the foundation of who we become once we are teenagers in our character. So I say to them, listen to this expert that I have on the show today that is going to talk about character. What is character? Well, Character, really, I mean, it, there's a few definitions. It just depends on, you know, what background you're coming from. But yeah. character, it, it just defines, really defines who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. It's also those things that we do when no one's around. And really, it's who we are when nobody is around. And um, as I always say, yes. the reason we need character, it's very simple. It's because there's other people in the world. And a lot of people, when it comes to character, it can, it can sound like a very individualistic, very even selfish thing. Yes. If you think about it like this, I like to use the example of somebody on an island all by themselves. Let's, let's imagine that there's a person who's able to have a, a free trip to an island all by themselves. I know it sounds great to some of <laughs> us. It would be just nice to have a little vacation, a little R&R by themselves. Yes. And and the trip entails you going to this island all by yourself. You can take any any kind of entertainment driven uh, means with you whatsoever. You can have any kind of food you want on this island, yeah. and you go there all by yourself. And you go to this island, and I tell you what, you get there and you decide, hey, I wanna I wanna paint my body blue. Mm-hmm. I wanna name myself the supreme king or queen of this island. I want to run around. I want to build myself a thousand-foot fire, and I'm going to go and dance around this fire. Now, at the end of the day, if you fall asleep on the sand while looking up at the stars, you're not affecting anybody. In fact, you probably have pretty good peace of mind. But let's say that you're doing all those things. You paint your body blue. You make yourself a crown of coconuts. You dance Mm -hmm. around the thousand-foot fire. And all of a sudden, a ferry boat comes in with about 20, 30, 40, or 50 people. And they walk around uh, one of the coves, and they see you from a distance dancing around this fire. Yes. Now, I-, I would venture to guess that these people might say that they should put you in a bamboo cage and maybe get you some mental help because maybe you've lost it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, see, we live in a society now. Mm-hmm. where people think they live on an island all by themselves and they act in a manner that does not consider others at all. And unfortunately, many people are becoming subjugated to the poor character and the bad behavior of others. And so we're forced to dance around these issues instead of saying, hey, you know what, my character, who I am when nobody's around, yes. is affecting you when I am around you and vice versa. So really, character is who we are when nobody's around, but it really affects everybody even when nobody is around. And so character is so important as a bedrock of our society and and moving forward. You are a dad, right? You you and your wife have uh, two kids? Yes, two two kids, a, a little boy and a little girl. Zayden and Quinn, if I remember reading from your background. That's right, Zayden and Quinn. How important is it for you as parents to build character in Zayden and Quinn? Oh, it's, 
um, it's vital. It's really, you know, I say all the time, especially <laughs> having the the two little ones. I always say, you know, it's it's really it's really easy to raise a bad child and very yes. hard to raise a good one. Yes. And um, really, the way my wife and I, my wife Brittany, yes. uh, who's who's far better than I am as as a parent, <laughs> and one thing we say all the time is, we're not raising kids; we're raising adults. Yes. And so the behavior that that we try to instill in them are those that, I mean, we take it one step at a time, but we want them to understand their social responsibility. Even now at three years old and at one year old, we want to start to instill those principles in them that will make them great adults because we're not raising them to stay in our homes. We're not raising kids. We're raising adults. So it is vital to the success of our country for us to raise good kids as well as everyone else. I, I ask that because I think, you know, one of the reasons is because the teenagers today, they don't understand how important it is that what they do in the schools, in the community actually shows it, it's it's. It's almost like, um, how can I say it? It's a picture of what life is about at home. Yeah, uh, you're totally right about that. Um, they, uh, a lot of students, unfortunately, it's mm-hmm. showing right now that um, statistics are showing that about 85% of, of young adults are struggling with a negative self-image. Yes. And a lot of that, it, it stems from home. It stems from not being connected with the adults in their life, the guardians in their life that could lead them in the right direction and could give them the the principles that they need in order to be successful. And they do. You're so right, Dr. Stem. They they carry that into their daily lives at school, which I always say, I think high school is so funny. It's like high school, middle school. It's like this big social experiment. You know, it's like, let's get all these students, you know, thousands of students into one building, and let's see what happens. You know, and we know that that's a... a and, and life happens. The, the yeah. word I was looking for when I, when I mentioned, when I said picture is a reflection, that it is a reflection of what happens at home. Most of the time it's not right, but I can guarantee you from people's eyes, from the community's eyes, it is a reflection of what is happening at home. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that is that is a pretty accurate statement. So when you wrote that book, Overcoming the Character Deficits, and I'm getting into that because I started off um, talking about character deficits, and I know you wrote about but Is that about the character deficit? Because when you say deficit, that means there's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, how it started was uh, uh. I was in corporate America. I'm, I'm working and... You know, I, I had really, and, and maybe I was naive at the time, but I had assumed that corporate America would live by a little higher ethical standard. And what I began to see was, quite frankly, the opposite. You know, yes. more of the more of the blue collar jobs. It seemed that a greater standard of ethics was was assumed, whereas the white collar jobs, it was kind of let's get by by any means necessary. Well, during the crisis in 2008, the economic crisis, you know, there are all these signs pointing, you know, that the economic system is falling apart in our country and doomsday and everything else. And and what I began to do is research and say, where is the real problem here? You know, because 
everybody was blaming the economy and the government for how the economic system was going. But what I began to find, and uh, much to my surprise in some ways, was it really was, it wasn't an economic deficit. It was a, it was a character deficit. We were making poor decisions in the financial realm and mm-hmm. poor decisions in the political realm and making poor decisions in healthcare and, and so forth and so on. And, and so I wanted to kind of, kind of come at it at a different angle and say, listen, the problem isn't the economic system. It's the individual neglect of personal growth and character that has become the biggest deficit in our society. And we have to overcome this. Yes. We're going to get back to our great foundation as a nation. Quite interesting, because then I didn't realize that it was going, you know, through the government as well as the families, because I was thinking of it only as an origination of the family units. Yeah, um, what I did was I, I decided to really, I, I hit every major sphere of society. So mm-hmm. seven major spheres would be, you know, politics, business, health care, education, family, um, entertainment, um, of course, we have finance, and then um, religion. So I, I actually, in my book, I speak about all the major areas of society, and I show through statistical analysis and research how, as a nation, we have gone away from the basis of character in our country and, and how it's beginning to, it's beginning to, to tear us apart. And if we do not get back to the solid foundation in which we were built, we're going to be in trouble. And it's not a it's not a sustainable system that we're running in right now. But really, the the great part about it, which I know you love, Doctor Stem, is the fact that each individual has a a say in our country, and yes. with personal growth of character and and personal responsibility and and preparation and developing vision, we can overcome this one individual at a time. So it's not a doomsday approach by any means. I am an eternal optimist of what we can accomplish as a nation if we all stick together. But there are definitely definitely some problems that we have to address and and take personal responsibility of uh, each individual at a time. For the sake of this show... When we come back, we're going to take a short break. Let's start off by focusing on the family because we want to talk about the family units and then go into the educational, you know, realm or the corporate realm if we may. But when we come back from break, we will be talking about a family as um, we continue to talking about overcoming the character deficit with our guest today, Michael B. Ross. We'll be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present. 
and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you ready for real change in your life? Deep down inside you is a magnificent being just looking to break free. Tune in to Manifesting Abundance with Deborah Loran and Jim Del Vecchio. Most people need to make some minor adjustments in attitude and behavior to achieve alignment with their inner being. Jim and Deborah will help outline these changes and give you the steps you need to create some major improvements in your life. Listen for Manifesting Abundance Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are talking about character deficit, and we have a guest today, Michael B. Ross. Before we went on break, I had asked Mike to come back and talk uh, talk to us about family. Character, as Michael has said in the beginning segment of this um, show today, he said it's the most valuable thing that you have, and I believe nobody can take that away. That's why it's very, very important and critical that we develop that character in our children, as you had him talk about their two children that they have, that it was critical that they have a character that is developed at this young age before they become teenagers. Michael, I know you wrote um, your book, Overcoming the Character Deficit. And as I was reading on Chapter 10, you talked about the family. Can you talk to us about a little bit of information that you shared in Chapter 10 about family and character development? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the staggering things is is since 1970, uh, 30% fewer people are getting married, yet the divorce rate has quadrupled. Mm-hmm. The number one reason for divorce in our society statistically is money, and the number two reason is unhappiness in the relationship. Yes. Um, and regardless of the divorce rate, children are being left to themselves, and so yes. the average working parent who lives at home with their children spends an average of 19 minutes a day with their children, a father that does not live at home with their children spends an average of 1.5 minutes a day with their children. Ooh, that's who disturbing. You, I mean, if we had to take a wild guess here, who do you think yes. many, many students, many young adults are being raised by? And, and what I mean by being raised by, I don't mean they're living with these individuals, but they're being influenced. Influenced, yes. Individuals. And we, we see that Students are spending an average of seven and a half hours a day with media. Hmm. And I wish, I wish, now I'm not saying all media is bad. Obviously, we're, we're using media right now for a great purpose. Yes. But a lot of the media that students are getting into are not the things that uh, we would, as parents, really want them to listen to or want them to watch or, or want them to entertain themselves with in any way, shape, or form. And so um, 
unfortunately, if someone's not there to regulate the media, yes, then it's going to be used for evil and not good. And that's what we're finding um, statistically. The family is not um, taking responsibility on what their students or young adults are watching or, or listening to, and and that's really uh, causing a, a, a rift in our society. And so family, just it has to be has to be uh, first. Now, I want to share just real quickly okay. um, a couple of things that will hopefully shock our audience today. Mm. And it is in my book, and so I always recommend that people get a copy if they can. But yes. here's a couple things I just want to share with you. Mm. Um, the average American youth spends 900 hours per year in school and spends an average of 1,500 hours per year watching television. Do you see the, you see the contrast? The, the contrast yes. is who's influencing me more? Well, if I'm spending 900 hours in school for my education and learning, yet spending 600 hours more watching television, TV. who is my greater influence? Now, by the time an average child finishes elementary school, they've seen 8,000 murders on TV. That's average. By the time a child reaches 18, they've seen 200,000 violent acts on TV. Now, the average father spends an average of 3.5 minutes per day in meaningful conversation with his children. Yes. So I'm just wondering, you know, we're wondering uh, all the violence and, you know, all all the things that are happening in our schools. It's just, to me... Whoever's influencing you the most is going to influence your beliefs, and that will influence your actions. And as Albert Walters once said, he said, either your actions are going to change to fit your beliefs or your beliefs are going to change to fit your actions. And many of the students who come and talk to me, which I know we'll get into the school programs in a minute, but many of the students who come and talk to me, a lot of their, a lot of their issues have to do with their families not giving them the proper time or quality yes. time or attention that they need. Yes. And regardless, and if parents, if you're listening today, just know that your your students or your young adults may act like they don't want to spend time with you, but that is the furthest thing from the truth. They truly desire and long to spend time with you. And so um, never look at that and attitudes and behaviors as they don't want to spend time with you. They may just not be able to express themselves, and that's more the reason they need you in their lives, so they can learn to express themselves in, in the proper way. But uh, that's just a few of the statistics in the, in the book, and um, uh, I just really would, would love to see families and parents really just start to take the bull by the horns here and uh, start to step it up and and help their young adults or you know, students become all that they can become. I'm shocked with the statistics. I'm still stuck on 1,500 hours of TV and 8,000 hours of murders. And then you're talking about 200,000 hours of um, violence before they turn 18. That is a scary number. Yeah, and and really, I mean, wow. you know, as, as a... Uh, psychologist, you know how the brain works, so you know that the subconscious and conscious mind, you know that the conscious mind is for reaction, the subconscious mind is where we form our beliefs, and you know there's images that go into our mind, and and that trains our subconscious, 
And if we start to become numb to violent acts, we start to become to uh, sexual behavior, deviant sexual behavior, we become numb to uh, caring about the, the greatness of the United States of America. If we do those things and that's pervaded into our minds time and time again, then our actions are going to reflect that influence. And that is something that, especially for the young adults, the parents have to be there, not as, not as all the time just as disciplinarian, but as a guide to say what's right and what's wrong. And if no one's there, they'll form that belief based upon that which influences them the most. But then, you know, being an, a devil's advocate, I can hear some parents saying, we, we talked about the high rate of divorces today, so that means we have more single parents than we can even want to know what the statistics is. And then we also have that single parent being the one that's respond, responsible for going to work and taking care of these kids, providing the financial needs of the house. And then here we are saying, wait, you're only spending... 19 minutes or 1.5 minutes with your child, and they're going, well, how am I supposed to balance that out when I am the only person that is the head of the household and I have to provide the food and also provide shelter for my child, and then I have to be there to build this character? What do we say to those parents? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. That's one that I think about often, you know, yeah. is really where, where can you get help? Yes. Um, and, and really, the, the bottom line is, first thing that that I always like to tell parents is, you've got to be, a, you don't have to be afraid to say, I can't do it on my own. And once that realization is taken that I can't do this on my own, then, as Aristotle said, when when the pupil is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, uh, yes. And so when when you're first ready to admit that, yeah, I can't do this on my own, mm-hmm. then I believe some opportunities will open up to you. There's local boys and girls clubs. There are local churches with youth groups and great support systems that yes. that uh, students could get into. I oftentimes, I mean, I am a Christian, and, and I'm yes. not saying that everybody else has to be a Christian. That's just the, yes. the belief system I come from. Yes, But having been somebody who's grown up in the church, I, I've seen a great support system in church where people care about the students and help them with those values that we want our students to to live by, which are, you know, things like love and respect and, and honesty and dignity and, and all the things that are taught throughout Scripture that, hey, there are worse things that you can be, uh, worse things you can be taught with. But then, you know, there's sports that students can get involved with and um, great coaches out there. And really, it just takes a parent to give a little extra effort, but also to admit at the beginning that I can't do this on my own and I'm going to need help. I like that. And, you know, that's why they had that saying, which was very critical for me growing up in, in Zimbabwe, that it takes a village 
to raise a child because then that took away the responsibility from just our parents to be able to take care of us overseas. I always tell the kids that you could walk in any neighborhood and you would know that whoever adult that you see there has the responsibility of a pa- of a parent. So that means you also have the responsibility of respecting them, respecting their space and knowing what you're doing, knowing that it would go back to your parents. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I tell you, I love that you said that because my wife and I are the same way. We, we dedicated our children and, and we told them both. We told, uh, all of our friends, hey, if you see our children doing something for their well-being, please tell us, you know, tell us. Like you'd be the bad guy and we want to raise great adults. So if you see them doing something that's deviant or, you know, even an attitude that you don't think is a, a clear reflection of the, adult that we want to raise, and please tell us, because we only have four eyes between the two of us, you know. You're right. Let me cut you off uh, for a brief moment again. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Tune in every week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further, with host Desiree Watson. Our program empowers you to incorporate a wellness lifestyle into your life, supported by a diverse selection of guests, including physicians, athletes, and education and government professionals while helping you realize the connection between mind, body, and spirit. You'll achieve a personal edge in injury avoidance, stress management, and personal development. The Wellness Lounge, a step further, airs Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmalatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are talking this week about overcoming the character deficit as well as the foundations of success. Michael B. Ross is our guest today. He is the president of Mainstream Life Solutions. Michael, I know you started a program called The Foundations of Success. Can you tell us a little bit about that? No problem. Um, 
Well, basically what happened is I started doing seminars um, for overcoming the character deficit for businessmen and women, and um, just so happened that at one of my seminars, a teacher was there, and the teacher was there waiting for well, quite some time to talk to me, and the first thing he said was, could you please do this in the schools? Mm-hmm. Um, I had developed curriculum, the Foundations of Success, for businesses Yes, and was doing training and decided that uh, I just felt it was the right thing to do to go into the schools and and start to train our young men and women on the, the really the, the foundations of success, which are various character principles. And so I uh, contacted a few superintendents, ended up getting into a local public school and, and training for about 10 weeks to start. And then yes. uh, we turned the program into a half a year or an 18-session program with two assemblies. Mm. And... Um, Basically, what what we do in the program is it's pretty exciting. One of the things, and just to back up just a minute, um, one of the things that I never wanted to be was, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but when Mm. I was younger, I remember remember men and women coming in and doing assemblies at the school. Yes. And I remember afterwards, as a young man, feeling like, that was awesome. And then two days later going, now what? (laughs) <laughs> thinking, I don't know what to do with all this information they just gave me. It was a great presentation. It got me pumped up. Yeah. But it was more of a flash in the pan for me. Mm. And that was something I never wanted to be it was a flash in the pan. I wanted to be some somebody, if I'm going into the schools, wanted to make a lasting, lifelong impact on these students. And so we developed this program with that in mind, saying, you know what, we're going to go in every week for half the year, and we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty and train them on um, the subjects that they're not going to get in school. And so we, we start the program. We do four sessions of self-image training. As I said earlier, 85% of young adults struggle with a negative self-image. Yes, so yes. So we get down to the brass tacks, teaching them how to think that a lot of their thoughts and behaviors uh, – to themselves are are given to them by an outside influence. And so we teach them to think on their own and how to filter those negative thoughts and behaviors that come in. And then after we do the four sessions of self-image, we go into training on vision and how to have a vision for your life because there's an old proverb that says, without vision, people stop people perish. caring. Or without vision, people will perish. Without vision, people cast off restraint. But without mm-hmm. vision, people stop caring. And if so if students don't know where they're going, yeah. they feel like they're just thrown into this box and I'm here to, at school just to do this because I'm told to do this and I don't really care. But yes. if the student has a vision for their own life and they say, you know what, in five years, I want to be in college. I want to be doing well. I want to be going towards you know, a PhD. I want to be going towards a mechanical engineering degree. I want to be getting a certification in um, IT. Then if they know where they're headed, then they'll begin to find use for the subjects in school that they're learning. I agree. And I have seen this time and time again when students write goals for their lives and, and they write out their vision. They say, you know what I'm heading there? There's a different result that comes over them because no longer 
Are they doing this because they have to? They're doing it now because they find use and they want to. After we do the vision, we do four vision lessons, and after that, we'll go into communication. Okay. And this is where it gets a lot of fun because most conflicts in school start with communication, poor communication. Yes. yes. And yes. As, as we've seen, <laughs> students get in more trouble with each other for what they don't say than what they do. Yeah. And so... A lot of students assume uh, another student is thinking something or behaving in a way that it is not true, and so they'll assume that they're mad at them or they have a problem with them. And so instead of handling the conflict properly, they'll go behind each other's backs and, and they'll start stirring the pot. And then before you know it, you've got this this big old ordeal out of something that started uh, from an assumption. From an assumption, yep. <laughs> and so what we do is we actually teach the students about the the percentages of communication. We'll teach them, you know, 55% of communication is nonverbal. Yeah. What you don't say says more than what you do. 38% of communication has to do with your tone of voice. So if I say, I love you, Dr. Stem, versus I love you, Dr. Stem, there's a totally different connotation to it yes, and then seven yes. percent of communication has to do with words and, and and so really getting the students to understand that their body language and tonality says a lot more than the words that they use and so from there we go into teaching them how to be charismatic teaching them how to get people to like them and yes. and it's very interesting this charisma lesson that we do is so popular because the number one desire of a human being is the desire to feel important. The number one fear of a human being is the fear of looking foolish. And students hear that, and it makes sense, and it clicks. And so we teach them how to make others feel important while keeping themselves from feeling foolish by making other people feel important. Because there's a proverb that says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And so we teach mm-hmm. students how to refresh others, and they in turn become refreshed. And what they find is, as they make other people feel important, they feel important. We cover a lot of aspects of communication, like proper conflict resolution, um, thoughtful communication. We'll have students write letters to their favorite teacher and, and tell them instances where they've touched their lives. And then they'll go and give the letters. We've had teachers crying in the middle of the hallways. Of course, and, of you know, course. they're just so thankful that uh, those students would take the time to write. Oh, wow. We just set up the environment to where students can see the positive aspects of character versus coming in with, and and I'm not saying it's wrong, but coming in with the anti-bullying. We're an anti-bullying program where students already know bullying happens. Yes. And they understand what it is. But unfortunately, us being natural rebels, uh, when somebody tells us not to do something that actually blows some it it can make the fire a little bit bigger and that reminds me you know i'm thinking when as you're talking i'm thinking if you talk to a kid and you tell them that you're talking to them about anger management i mean that's like a put off right there and then because then they shut down because now you're going to talk about anger management you talk about self-esteem it's like well my there's nothing wrong with my self-esteem so i I like it when we're talking about charismatic you know you know character and you know it sounds like the eat factor, building that eat factor, yes. which is different for each person. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. 
It, it has just been a, a real a great experience, and it, it's funny because the I train at businesses as well, and it really it really isn't much different. You know, you'd look and say, well, the the students are so different from the adults, and really, no, uh, adults. I just read a statistic that says about eighty percent of adults struggle with with having a negative self image, and and ninety percent of adults do not have a vision for their life. They don't set yes. goals. And so when you go in with the same type of program, it's amazing that the the results are very similar. And a lot of adults have, have lived with poor communication for so long that they've just kind of narrowed in their, their social groups and and haven't ventured out because to, to most people, they quote-unquote, that's just the way it is, where... It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have, we don't have to live small lives. And uh, students getting that understanding at a young age to me is is vital. And so we're really, really wanting to continue uh, growing our program and making it available to as many as we can. I like the way that you put it because then, you know what, there's a saying again that says, the fruit does not fall too far from the tree. Mm. The parents are the tree. And the fruits are the children. So usually what I remind the parents to do is to take a look at their lives. Because most of the time, and I don't have a percentage, but I can safely say it is probably 70, 80%. Those children will see that you don't have a vision yourself. You don't speak well. You don't have any dreams that you're pursuing. You're miserable. You're angry all the time. You're fighting either verbally, physically, emotionally with someone so what do they do they learn what they live and then they come out into society and are doing the same thing that you're doing as a parent or as a guardian at home yeah and then yeah and then they do you know admit because then most of the time when i call them in and try to do family sessions i hear most parents saying uh that's me what you're talking about my son or what you're saying about my daughter that sounds like me how I was or how I am now. Yeah. And that's, that is what a great point because, uh, behavior, as the old saying goes, is more caught than taught. And, yes. and students and young adults and, and children, they watch the behaviors of their parents. And I'm dealing with my three year old son right now. <laughs> Love right. him to death, but he he thinks the world of daddy, and yes. he watches everything I do, which is, yes. one, a pleasure to watch, but it's also a scary thing to watch because I'm, <laughs> and, man, there are certain things I cannot do or say, uh, which keeps me on the responsible end saying, you know yes. what, I, I've got to be better, and yes. uh, I've got to be okay with continual improvement in my life so that he can have the best life possible. And uh, so you're absolutely right about that, Dr. Stem. There is just, it's pervasive that uh, it's more caught than taught. And um, we're seeing that in a large way in our society now. Great. We are going to be taking another break, but I want to remind all those people that are listening in today that it's interesting how today's program also talks about um, character development, which, as Michael B. Ross told us, it actually is also addressing the program that he has, is addressing anti-bullying, which is what we spoke about last week. Next week, we'll have a panel of guests. They are parents, real parents, male and female. 
now. Some that have raised their kids together with their partner and some that are raising them as single parents. We're going to have a discussion of how all this will fit in. So, Michael, even for you, you can listen in, but we will be right back. your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Who would you like to meet today? Every week that question can be answered on Spark One with Audrey King Wissiger. Our guests are successful people from all walks of life who are willing to share the secrets to their success. Get ready to ask musicians, comedians, athletes, entrepreneurs, and artists everything you wanted to know about them, including their views on coaching style, sports psychology, parenting, food and wine, journalism, media, and much more. Spark One is broadcast live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time well spent. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to the Dr. Stem Show. To reach Dr. Stem or her guest, please call into the show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you prefer, you may send an email to drstemmolatini at yahoo.com. Now, back to this week's show. This week we are talking about character. What you have to know is your character is the most important asset that you have. It takes a lifetime to build a character, but it only takes an instant to destroy it. I think I want Michael to talk about that part because I didn't even know that I was going to say that. But I, I'm thinking, you know, it, it does. It takes a lifetime to build a character, but it can take an instant to just lose it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, trust is, uh, when it comes to character, I mean, it, when you think of somebody, I could, I could put a picture up of somebody that you know. And it's amazing when you look at that picture their character is speaking to you because yes. the word character actually is a derivation of the Greek word character, which means the stamp or mark on a coin. And so when you look at a coin or when you look at a picture, it's a stamp or mark, but that stamp or mark has deep implications of who that person was. So I could put up a picture of, for instance, Martin Luther King Jr., and to me, I have very amiable feelings towards him. I think he was a tremendous man. I always think of the I have a dream speech, and, and that still motivates me to this day. Yes. And I also think of another person, Adolf Hitler. And if I look at a picture of Adolf Hitler, 
I could instantly become angry, and I could think of uh, one of the most heinous individuals that's ever existed, a mass murderer. And so two completely opposite spectrums, but we don't realize that when we look at a marker stamp, especially of a, of a picture of a person, yes. we are actually seeing their character, and it's coming out in us in some way, shape, or form. And so our character truly, truly, truly is the most important aspect of our lives, and you can lose it very quickly because yes. the number one desire of a human being is the desire to feel important. The number one fear of a human being is the fear of looking foolish. If we make people feel important about themselves and do it by the gifts that we've been given, if we give freely of the gifts we've been given out of our life, then we'll make people feel important. If we choose to live selfishly and only for ourselves, opposite of character, then we'll make people feel foolish. And so really it's the difference between having a good picture or a good stamp and having a bad picture or a bad stamp. And so character is what's going to lead us into having the stamp that we all want because we all want to feel important. Just to make it um, a little bit simpler as well, I was, um, as I was researching this topic today and coming up with some words that might describe character to some kids, we are talking about being honest, being thankful, you know, saying thank you when somebody gives you something, it shows your character. Being strong person, an ambitious person, you know, you can be a sad person, you can be just a boring person, that's also character a rich person, a poor person, all those terms describe what your character is. So talking about that, Michael, can you tell us just a a little bit on how this program has been received in the schools? Absolutely. Um, It's it's amazing because when we start at the assemblies, you know, you walk in and and you've got to establish yourself. And so I go in and I I love sports. Yes. We go in and we make the assembly fun. I'll start by throwing footballs around the room, and we'll hit a we'll hit a, a beach ball around. Let the kids, the students, get involved and have videos and everything. And really, the the crescendo of the assembly is just to basically say, "Hey, listen, your choices matter, and every one of you are leaders." And so, by telling the students that they're leaders, they kind of they kind of get a sense of responsibility, but that's just to say that they have influence over someone. And if I were to take a ninth grader and put him into a, a room of sixth graders, that person would be the coolest person in the room. And so to know that they have influence starts that impact where they're like, whoa, my decisions do matter. The things I say do, does matter to somebody. Yes. It may not matter as much to my peers here, but it matters to someone somewhere. And yes. so that gets the impact. Um, some of the feedback we've gotten from students have been anything from you've helped stop bullying here at our school to you've changed my life. And other students have said, you know, that they were very angry at one point in time and, and mm-hmm. the, the program has helped them not be so angry. Um, we actually had a school that we started with last year that uh, a local public school that um, – we started the program at, and they decided to let the students vote whether or not we were going to come back. Yes. And and wouldn't you know, this is this is no credit to me. It's more mm-hmm. credit to, to my teachers, uh, Phil McIntosh and um, 
Matt Davidson and and some some of the other guys we have working with us now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more credit to them than me, but the students unanimously voted that we'd come back. There wasn't right. one student out of 200 that said they didn't want us to come back. Oh, and that's so excellent. that will tell you a little bit about the impact. And I think part of it is is we've done we have been very careful about making sure that it's a positive, life-giving program and yes. not something we, we don't go in and focus on the negatives of society. We all know that they're there. And so the impact with some of the students, the teachers, um, some of the parents who have come up to us and talked to us, grandparents who have talked to us about the impact it's made on their children has been uh, just, just to me, humbling more than anything yes. else. Because yes. I know where I came from, and so to be where I'm at is just uh, its a tremendous thing to be able to make a positive impact in someone else's life. Yeah, right. Now, I know this program is available in Ohio where you are. Is it also available to schools around the world? We're not talking about just United States because this is being broadcasted around the world. Is it available for people around the world to be able to get exposed to this program? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's something that we we had long term in mind when we got this program started. Is we wanted to we wanted to take it nationally, internationally, and yes. so the curriculum is is pretty user friendly for yeah. whoever would want to use it. Um, we just are finishing the development. We're actually um, starting with our first person here shortly. Is an eight eight eight-week training program for okay. any teacher to become certified to, to train in okay. our program. We can't just have anybody uh, teaching it, obviously, and so we have to do a very careful screening process as well as um, have a uh, training sessions that they'll feel comfortable going into the schools and, and training and the curriculum. This. But, yes, so, Dr. Stem, that's something that I've desired and something I would like to make available to every city and every continent around the world because I believe in this wholeheartedly and I've seen the impact that it makes and I would love to see that happen, absolutely. Time flies. I only have a few minutes left to the close of the program. So what I would like for you to do real quick, Michael, is to give the people how they can contact you to get uh, the eight-week training as well as get your book, Overcoming the Character Def- Deficit. Yes, um, well, to, to contact us, they can um, email okay. Brittany Ross, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y dot Ross, that's my wife, at Mainstream Life Solutions, or Mainstream LS, excuse me, dot com. So Brittany dot Ross at Mainstream LS dot com. And they can email her for more information. Excellent. And to order my book, I just say simply uh, get on Amazon.com, and it's available there uh, under Overcoming the Character Deficit. And if it's something that they would want uh, signed by the author, they can also email Brittany Ross about that and request a signed copy of my book, and I would be more than happy to, to do that. You are the best. You are the best. Thank you so much for being a guest today. 
Michael B. Ross, author of Overcoming the Character Deficit, talked to us about character today. So remember, the basis of character is other people. When you're kind and generous, when you're humble and compassionate, and if you're committed, the people will know. Those around you can feel it. So as an added bonus, when you're a person of character, People actually like you. They trust you. This is what Michael has been sharing with us today. So thank you again for being our guest. For all of you listeners, join us for another segment of the Dr. Stem Show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Stem Show. Please join us next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and 9 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another enlightening show. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.